Hi, this is Runa and you're listening to the Chainsmakers podcast where we share tips, insight, tools and stories from other Chainsmakers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our Chainsmakers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax and enjoy. Leola. She is the CEO and founder of Concentric Private Wealth. Catherine is someone I am sure you will love to listen to. She learned very early on, like she shares in this podcast, how to work with finances. And um, today she's helping clients understand why they're making the decisions they're making and how they can align their investment strategies with value-based life choices to help them achieve their financial goals with confidence and clarity. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Catherine Leola. Catherine, we're all into boxes. We've talked about that before I hit the record button. Tell me, what led you into the whole concept of investment? Was that a box that you needed to break out of? Or tell us a little bit about you and how investments and finances came your way. Well, it really actually goes back to when I was a little girl. I was the oldest of five kids in a single income household, and we did not have a lot of financial resources. There were many, many days where things were tight, very tight. And at an early time period of my life, I had to work, and that was not a bad thing. My parents gave us these opportunities to be able to see the opportunities in the world through whether it was going to museums or travel or having to get a job so that we could do the things that we really wanted to do. That was not always easy, but I learned a ton through that. And I, at an early age, had what I would call more of a financial street sparks. When I went to college, That was when I was really thrown into this world where there was access to a lot of people who I went to school with to so much money and opportunity, opportunity in the form of connections, opportunity in the form of just having cash easily readily available to them that I did not have. And when I was looking at jobs, I was actually not looking at anything to do with the investment markets or the economy. My background didn't support that direction, actually. I didn't really know the significance of the tech market crash or bubble because my family wasn't heavily invested in that because we did not have money. But when I was looking and really just couldn't find the right fit for me, one of my friends suggested, why don't you consider going into the world of financial services? And I laughed because it was so far from who I was, or at least I thought I was so far from that. But the reality was that I knew a lot more about money than people who had been studying about money. I understood how people worked. I understood about needs. I understood about going after things that were important to you. And those tools, those building blocks, when I was a child and seeing all those different things ultimately helped me actually go into this world of investments and financial planning. Because I understood people and I understood money in the day-to-day transactions. Wow. 
So really, it sounded like you decided to leave what was the common belief in your family even to how they looked at finances. The really cool thing about my family is they said, you can be whatever you want to be mm. as long as you are willing to work for it. Yeah. And the idea of boxes there were things that they helped us see in a little bit more of a radical way. So my mom, for example, when she had her baby, her fifth baby, and was on the verge of turning 38 years old, went from being a stay-at-home mom to then going back to law school at night. That was not something that was common for anyone to really do. There were, of course, people doing that, but it was yeah. not something common for women to do. Yeah. And yeah. so that was just a little message that was sent to myself and to my siblings that you don't have to follow traditional norms. Mm -hmm. Or if I think back a generation before my mom to her own mom, she didn't get married until her late 30s, and she didn't have children as a result until her late 30s, and she continued to work after she got married. Again, it was a box that was something a little bit different than how people were traditionally defining what a woman's life would look like. Mm -hmm. But there were, there were also boxes that I wasn't necessarily realizing that I was putting myself into. So when I was a kid in high school and in college, I was able to go to the schools that I went to because of financial aid. Yeah. What I didn't realize was I put myself in a box for years being the financial aid kid and limiting myself to not exploring things that were outside of the box that I had defined for myself that should be limited to me because I didn't have the ability to fully pay myself. So it's interesting, truly it's fascinating to me when I work with people one-on-one, -on -one, which is the primary part of my work, mm. to see the boxes as people have defined how things are supposed to go when it comes to big financial goals like retirement, college education, home ownership, but then also to see the other boxes as far as, well, I can't do that because of this, or I can't do that because of that. All of these things really integrate themselves with each other and ultimately yield what our life actually looks like. Oh, totally. Totally. Mm -hmm. and the worst thing is that we believe that's how it is. <laughs> um, 100%. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So our, our listeners are change makers worldwide. People that are really wanting to being the change that they want to see in the world, stepping into their courage out of their boxes into the courage and to lead a life so what would you say to our audience um for them to be having that financial planning and having that financial security is probably the the word that is coming my way what mm -hmm. what is the vital thing that they need to think about in that process this actually might sound counterintuitive in some ways but Prior to investing in the markets, prior to saying this is how much money I need in the bank or a particular type of account, I believe that the work that we need to do is actually 
around investing in ourselves and making it so that we are able to continue to invest in ourselves. I say that because in more times than not, people are creating a life and a need around goals such as a home or when they're going to stop working. And they build this lifestyle around that. But so often that has nothing to do with what at the core is important to them. And part of that is because most people have never been taught to know how to listen to what's at the core of them. What are their intrinsic drivers? What makes them so unique? How do they align their intrinsic drivers with what makes them unique so that they can go out and be themselves in the world. Once someone is able to be themselves in the world, their path forward, their needs are likely going to be different than if they just let life happen. When we just let life happen, which is very, very easy. We all do that in some way or another. It's Mm -hmm. that the way our brain easily makes decisions because we are accustomed to habitual behaviors. But when we're not actually going into that uncomfortable space a little bit and really listening to what is it that we need, what is it that we want, who are we, then often we are creating these large savings needs and making decisions that may bring us some temporary happiness but are they bringing us fulfillment? Are they bringing us joy? Mm-hmm. Now, long-term savings is very important as a short-term savings. So I'm a big, big believer in the benefits of compounding growth. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also believe that there's opportunity costs that we don't speak of that come when we are not focusing on the right things, especially at the beginning. You know, there's issues when we're looking at our world right now and we see increasing levels of unhappiness, increasing levels of anxiety, increasing levels of depression, increasing levels of obesity, increasing levels of divorce. These are all things that, while not one little thing is going to fix anything, we need to give attention to these issues and getting to the core of how we as individuals are learning how we're growing. And I would suggest that we need to revamp and revolutionize how we're doing that. Hmm. Rethink, reinvigorate. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's fascinating to me when we think about, this is of course going to be a little bit different for each country, but in the States Hmm. in general, When an individual graduates school, whether it's a university or whether it's high school, but typically from a university level education, they're going to be in their early 20s. The human brain has not complete, has not fully been completed in terms of development, especially when it comes to decision-making, the frontal lobe. Mm -hmm. And yet, when an individual is graduating from school in their early 20s, we're asking them to make huge life decisions about the career that they're going to start. 
we're also inundating them with information about saving for retirement. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, getting a job, saving, these are not bad things. But what we're also not doing is helping that individual at that point, as well as the earlier stages in that person's life, understand how to ask questions that are going to help them continue to develop, how to invest in themselves, whether it's taking classes or creating support networks around them, finding the right type of mentors so that they can continue to grow. So with whatever that initial decision is that they make with a job or whatever else that they're deciding around, hmm. that they can figure out how to navigate so that it's aligned with who they are as opposed to what the world around them is telling them that they should do. Yeah. Yeah. So really knowing first to the core who you are without really agreeing upon the labels or the boxes that you might think or feel that you've been placed into, but standing firm in, in your core is what you're saying. Yes, and being open to question, you know, being open yeah. to learning because all of us are on a path. All of us are in a position where we can continue to grow and evolve. Mm -hmm. The danger comes in when we think that everything's already boxed in. We've checked the yeah. boxes of education. We've checked the boxes yeah. of accomplishments. But yet we're still humans and mm – -hmm if we don't give attention to those pieces that are going to allow us to continue to be who we are, we're not going to be who we are. We're going to just get boxed in in a way that's not going to really allow us to live our best life. And a lot of people might be wondering, okay, well, what does this have to do with my money? Well, so many people end up working in a career or in an industry that was not something that's actually allowing them to do their best work, to give the impact back to themselves or to the, the world around them. And that's, that's something that they can do or that they are buying a home or they are paying for their kids' college education, whatever it is. And these are all not necessarily bad things. These can be really good things. Mm -hmm. But where they're buying, what they're doing are not things that are necessarily giving them the freedom to be who they are. Yeah. That brings me to my, my next question. What has in, in your life, what has given you, would you say, the, the, the freedom to be who you are? Big question. <laughs> I, I do think that even though there were many challenges to growing up without a lot of financial resources. Mm. The gift that my, one of the biggest gifts that my parents gave me was really, I guess, threefold. One, they supported myself and my siblings to support each other. Mm. So at a very early age, I learned about the power of community or a tribe. And it wasn't just people around me who were saying, yes, you can do that. It was people who's, who pushed me 
who cared about me and wanted the best for me. So I did learn because of my parents and how they raised my siblings and I that having a community, having a tribe was super important. Also, being told at a young age that go after whatever it is that you want, but also knowing that I had a responsibility in it was key. Mm -hmm. So knowing that there was no way, for example, when I was in high school, I wanted to be able to go on a trip with my high school to Australia and New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And I came home, I told my parents that there was going to be this immersion trip. I really wanted to go. And my parents said, yes, you can go, Mm. but we can't pay for it, but we will support you getting to every job that you have so that you can earn your way to go to that. Mm. And that was so powerful and impactful for me because I was able to see that I had a control mechanism. I had influence in the future of where I wanted to go and what I could have and experience. Mm -hmm. So that was huge. And also the fact that we didn't have money, I think was a gift because I learned very early on that everything has a cost to it. And that a lot of times things are just not fair. Now, there were privileges that I have experienced, and some of those just being that I had two parents and a a world with a lot of love in it, which was huge. But having some of these early messages were able to help me have some like deep wiring that I was able to fall back on when other wiring really made it difficult. Yeah. Yeah, and you could have easily fallen into the... um books of pity and yeah and and there were to be quite honest there were definitely moments where I wanted to be able to have something or do something that I was not able to experience or have simply because there wasn't money and there probably was a little bit of that self-pity yeah yeah, yeah. I by no means am perfect in that space but at the end of the day I was taught at a young age how to feed and support myself yeah and in from it in many different ways. And that has served me so well, especially during some difficult times. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can, I can imagine that. One final question, Catherine, it's been really insightful when it comes to the world that you live in, mm-hmm. whether it's your, in your near environment, your, or even in the world that we live in as collectively, what is the change that you would like to see in your world? And what is the role that you are ready to take in creating that change? There's a few different things that I'm very passionate about, but something that is near and dear to my heart, especially I think now as a mom of three little kids and seeing that in the financial services industry, which I'm part of in the almost 20 years that I've been part of it, that the level or the amount of senior women has not really changed that much. Mm -hmm. And so on one side, something I really want to make sure that I am part of is raising my voice and being an advocate, being an ally for women and young girls to be able to advance. Mm -hmm. It's 
an area that this is not okay to go on the way that it has been. And for me to be a change maker in that space and for women and girls not to be boxed in is extremely important to me. Mm-hmm. This also is aligned with a work that I'm also passionate about with what I do professionally every day. And, and that's ultimately to be able to help people live their best lives mm-hmm. and helping people make the important decisions that they're making through a lens that is inclusive of mindset, health, and finances. Hmm. So often we think of finances as this one box that we look at in terms of our financial goals and performance in the markets and what we're doing with our budget. And then we look at another box as far as, okay, how many times am I exercising? What's the food that I'm eating? What am I going to be doing to sleep better? Mm-hmm. And then often we have that other box as far as do I have a positive mindset or an abundance mentality or a scarcity mentality. And often we just look at these things as different boxes. Yeah. But to me, we are just multi-layered, fascinating creatures. Mm-hmm. And what we really need to do is when we're making decisions – and looking forward as far as how we want to live our life, we need to be looking at these things together. Yeah. You know, how we make decisions around our health absolutely impacts our finances, how we're tending to and cultivating our mindset in terms of whether we're journaling or having a gratitude journal or how we start our morning each day or who we're surrounding ourselves with. All of these things impact our health and impact our finances. And we really need to start looking at them together as opposed to these separate boxes. And I 100% believe that we can do that and affect positive change for everyone. Oh yeah. I say amen to that. <laughs> Catherine, it's been such a pleasure to uh, have you on as a guest on the Changemakers podcast. Thank you Thank so you, much. Rita. And for our audience, please go to our show notes to get more information about what Catherine is doing, how to connect with her, and uh, so that you can start to live your life full of abundance and out of that scarcity, lack, lacking box. And that's it for me. Thanks, Rena. Was this podcast of value for you? I sure hope so. If so, feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember that you can always go to runamagnus.com to find out more about the changemakers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in your world. Oh, 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 oh,